0: Leave your dishes in the sink. It's Uncle Says. to another week of Uncle Says, our weekly chat of what it's like to make short films and videos from two expats living in the middle of China. We're coming to you live to tape in beautiful Wukwu Studios in Lujo, Sichuan, China. It's a a pretty nice night. Uh, I am Emily, and with me as always in the background is Peter. Evergreen. Peter is evergreen. Tonight our big topic is how do you know when a piece of work you're working on is any good or not? Um, But we have a bunch of segments before then the first up being How's your uncle? So this week The mango vendors are out in the street. Street fruit is my favorite part of living in Lujo because I like to watch how the seasons change by what food I can buy on my walk home from work. And this week it was some mangoes. They were so delicious. It was this couple um, selling them and they were like, there was other vendors on the street, but the mango guys, they had all the action and they were like chopping them up, giving out free samples. If you wanted her to peel them, she would peel the skin for you. Um, so of course I had to buy them because I love mangoes. And I'm even getting better at cutting mangoes. I don't know if you know the the way like you slice the pit out and then you make this grid and pop the skin inside out and shave off the fruit. Um, and I'm getting less and less wasted mango, which is my band name, No Wasted Mango. So. That's what's going on.
1: Is that a tropical band? Or is that a dystopian band?
0: I think it's a dystopian band.
1: Alright. Okay.
0: Um, but no wasted mango would make a an interesting
1: dystopian steel drum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Will you really give up?
0: Now I have to learn how to play the steel drums. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's life is life. School started Spring.
1: It's it's kinda
0: spring is coming. My allergies are coming. I have to sneeze right now. <laughs> um But yeah, so things that's things are uneventful and we have delicious mangoes. That's pretty much that's pretty much it. Delicious. Delicious. So let's move on to conducting business. Right. The business we're conducting is going to be smaller than usual because we just today made the decision to make the conducting business section smaller. Um, can I can I say why?
1: Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because we are planning on taking this as a weekly YouTube no longer live show. Oh, yes, you can show. say yes. Um, we are planning on actually... Putting an audio recording up as a podcast That you can find in different places And so we wanted to gear it a little bit away A little bit of YouTube talk But more, we want the focus to be Actual filmmaking Because we feel like that has slightly wider appeal
1: And creativity in general
0: Yeah, so conducting business Really is going to be just for announcements From so on From from now on (laughs) (laughs) Announcements and so forth From now on That's what I meant to say Um did we actually have? Oh, I mean, the business was this past week we had limited YouTube access because of the oh, yeah. conference in Beijing, which we talked about last week. And it didn't affect last week's live stream, but it did affect we weren't able to get on YouTube from Monday through Thursday. I we still made
1: our deadline on Wednesday, so everything went out on yeah. time. Um,
0: and it was interesting to see that like, our not being there, answering comments, or checking on the analytics, everything went fine without us. Was
1: just fine, went pretty good. We had a good week because we had a couple of big videos. Yeah. So they just kind of, they drove their own boat.
0: They sold themselves, we didn't have to do much work, so it was kind of nice.
1: The kids have grown up. In
0: a way. Yeah. It was nice to not get any news from America. <laughs>
1: Until. Just for a little break. Until we're back to watching Colbert tonight. And yeah. it's the same as usual, so.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, America. Yeah. All right, so that's the business. Oh. Um, let's move on to the big segment of the night homeschool, film school. Okay, so like I just said in our opening, um, we are going to talk about. How do you know a piece of work is any good or not um, from the perspective of making that art? I did used to be a critic in New York City for art and music, um, sometimes books, but in general. So it's criticism from the outside, I know like I have a set of criteria to see, even if I don't personally like something, if an artist is achieving their goal or not. Or if it's like, maybe it doesn't interest me, but I can see if it's interesting. But I wanted to talk about the opposite of that from the artist's perspective of how do you know what you're doing is any good? <laughs> um,
1: well, the people I... will tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but people can't be trusted. Um, and I, we had kind of talked about this, Peter and I, earlier in the week in the context of, what would you call them Shoo-shoo. What kind of genre? would you call that? Mm -hmm. Music. We're in the world of music. Music.
1: Um, Some sort of noise rock, or at least that's what they're turning into, at least with their new album. Mm Mm-hmm. Shushu. XIU. XIU.
0: Yeah. Which, are they Chinese? I don't think so. Okay. I think that might be a fashion brand or something, too. Sounds like it. Um, But anyway, so it's it's, um, very... I would say... Abstract. It's not a traditional verse-chorus guitar drums. kind it's of It's not affair. Ariana Grande. It's not Ariana Grande. It's not pop. It's not rock. It's something art
1: rock, maybe. Yeah, you used to call it back in
0: the day <laughs> art rock noise. Um, and uh, just, and I guess
1: that's it's kind of modern Captain Beefheart.
0: But Captain Beefheart had, had like
1: a chorus recognizable <laughs> structure. Yeah, Fair yeah.
0: So this, and this, I'll describe the song we listened to was a, just like a lot of blazing guitar noises and, and buzzes and a, a voice that wasn't really singing but kind of more w- whispering and moaning and, and throwing in asides. <laughs> um Just so you get the context of, for me, from my perspective, I was trying to imagine, like, how would you know when that song was done? Like, you'd listen to the playback and you're like, it's, it needs more buzzing. Um, and Peter, you had some insight on that.
1: Um, From a
0: painting perspective, you said.
1: That, well, in particular, I'm always looking for some kind of structure, some kind of, even if it is abstract, you're looking for composition that can hold itself up. Like you can't just throw stuff on a page and say a child could do it like
0: right, there right. there is
1: a way to critique such works that Yeah. There you
0: Like if you look at a Rothko, it's just color blocks but um yeah, <laughs> you can you you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he he had an he had something in mind with those color blocks. He wasn't just like it's time to draw squares. It, it represents like the depth of his alienation or something.
1: Oh, uh, speaking of which, it I'm is not explaining x, very well. X i u x i u, and the video we're talking about is scissors with many s's in the middle. Scissors.
0: Okay. Yeah. So if you want to go look up, follow at home. We're so not we're risking talking.
1: our <laughs> our uh, um, YouTube channel on it, playing it.
0: We don't want to copyright infringe. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so you were saying that even with an abstract piece of work, generally you have a structure, and in at least your mind that you're working towards.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, and you can usually tell. I, I think, and it, it gets just gets harder with noise. But if you are somebody who listens to a lot of noise, you can tell when there's structure in noise, there's textures that have been chosen for a reason and not just, you know, you threw your amp down the stairs.
0: Right, or you threw your amp down the stairs. For a reason. For, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, to me, is fascinating from, like, that's not at all how I work, especially with writing. I'm I'm not abstract, I'm generally... The way I'm trying to push myself is to be less straightforward, um, but it is like I have a I have a, a clear structure I'm working towards and a clear kind of goal that I want to achieve with the piece. But I guess that what you're saying is, with abstraction, it's not different from that. It just the goal the goal itself is different, but there is still a goal.
1: Yeah, I, I would say oftentimes, um, for example, like we're talking with this song. <laughs> <laughs> that um, there is probably I can guess by listening to it there is at least it's not a one and done go into the studio hit the record button and see what noises come out there's passes that because that sounds
0: like an exercise actually if you were to do that yeah. that might give you value in an exercise but that's not necessarily a piece of right
1: work that or you it might be share. the start you might go in and run a pass with some noises that you've thought about. And then go and take that and do another pass at yeah, it. The yeah, yeah. The same way that you would with a script, you you go back two, three, four times until you've either added or subtracted in a sculpture sense what it, what 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 you find is the form that's interesting.
0: Right, because that's as a counterpoint, I was thinking of Steely Dan, who are famously perfectionists in every aspect of their work, and like. But also very conventionally structured. I mean, it was, it's jazz, jazz conventions, which are, you know, not, not quite so accessible to everybody, but it still is like, there's a verse, chorus, solo, it's all in the same key, even if that key is weird. And a, a lot flat, of what you can, you can evaluate the success of the technique. Um, like everyone, everyone is the best player of their instrument or the best singer. Famously they had Michael McDonald sing the song, sing the word peg 40 times before they got just the right whatever they were looking for and I have to imagine, I don't know, but that they they started with a fairly complete picture in mind and then got the musicians they needed to kind of enact that vision whereas this the specific scissors song, Mm -hmm. I had I I don't know if that, if you start with that as a complete vision I mean, maybe you do, maybe that is what you hear in your head and you're like, I need to bring this to life, but to me that, I, I
1: There's a certain amount too that you can go in with an idea and come out with something completely different. Yeah. I mean, I right now, loving the idea of thinking that if if there was time travel that maybe Steely Dan was thinking of asking Michael McDonald to sing Peg in uh, the voice of Hank Hill. (laughs) That would be a completely different song, (laughs) and maybe why it would take them 40 takes to get there. Yeah.
0: What they need is a quantum Michael McDonald. He can just sing all the Pegs, and they can choose throughout
1: all the dimensions.
0: But, I mean, that that their from what I gather, they are working towards this is the perfect and this is all off. You need to get closer to this. Which is, of course, not the way everyone even works. Some people are like, it. what I envision is over here. Oh, that's interesting. What if we go in this direction? And I realize we're talking across disciplines in a maybe confusing way, but I think, I think the creative process for, for all is... Related, I think they're similar. Yeah,
1: even when you're talking with, with actual craft, like you're building a birdhouse, maybe you started out thinking it was going to be Floyd R- Le- Frank, Frank- Lloyd Wright, and it turns out to be a mud hut. Like, yeah. <laughs> you start with something, and you go in the direction that your voice is telling you to go to, or yeah. your skills.
0: And if you started for a birdhouse and ended with a mud hut, is that because you're not very good, or is that because you let the muse... Take you.
1: Right, yeah. Did, did Iggy Pop start out trying to be King Crimson?
0: Right. And then it just ended up
1: the Stooges. <laughs> Probably not, but.
0: And uh, yeah, down that road, there's famously many celebrated punk and grunge bands that can't play their instruments, and what what is good about them is the raw attitude, and it's not the notes that they hit.
1: Right, and you can see the same thing, especially. Since the indie world, well, I guess in the 70s, too, and, um, of a film where the grain of a, of a film, or even, yeah. say, something like you know, Clerks or something like that, I, I would imagine, given the money, a young Kevin Smith wouldn't ha- be looking at, like, you know, well, I'm going to do it in black and white. But now he looks back on it, and the grain is kind of what makes the film.
0: Right, right, and the the idea of like these analog flaws are what
1: adhere you to the what what comes out of it. So it's some of, some of it can be planned, and some of it's by accident. But yeah. you still have to arrive at a form that you're pleased with.
0: Right, because most of us aren't Steely Dan. Most of us aren't gonna yeah. get the chance to get that perfect shot. There's something. I was reading an article about Muppet Babies (laughs) earlier today. Um, Whatever happened to Skeeter, apparently, is a big issue. Um, And the creator of Muppet Babies, who is not one of the main puppeteers, um, was saying, like, the movie clips that they cut into the cartoon was because they didn't have enough animation budget to animate a full episode, so they had to cut in movies that they had the rights to, um and that that's something that's just like capitalist concession and no one would say Muppet Babies is a piece of high art but
1: or that it was a pre-meme
0: yeah <laughs> but it is something that people who love the show cite as what made it genius and that you know oftentimes there's compromises we have to make because of time or money or availability or talent or whatever it is and that those compromises are are what make it good. Um, we don't all have we don't all have a studio willing to hire six different bands every day to come in and play the same guitar solo. <laughs> Again, I'm talking Peg. <laughs> Just the one song. Talking Peg. <laughs> um. So I and and I to get back to how do you as the artist know that it's good. Um, is that you just have to trust yourself?
1: And uh, you would have, uh, hopefully, um, less and less so these days. But you would have a producer, an engineer that would help you if you're, you know, a musician. You have an editor if you're a writer. That's
0: that's a big thing, actually. Having you have to trust yourself and and open yourself up and put this all true this true feeling on the page or on the canvas or, or whatever, but then it's even better if you have someone who can be like, okay, this is true, but it's not working.
1: Right. So um, when we, when we so put out
0: <laughs> editors, yeah, that's the answer.
1: <laughs> all, more editors in the world. <laughs> when we put out a video every week, we're looking at this as many times as we can we pour over the planning to make it, mm-hmm. and we we boil it up, and we cook it down, and we boil it back up again, and to the point that we're just like, I think this is as good as it gets, and us, like every other person on YouTube that doesn't have an editor, mm-hmm. is throwing it, throwing it out there, and like, hoping it works on some level, yeah. and a lot of times, you just completely miss the point, like... Somebody watches it, and they're like, I have no idea what you're trying to do. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and it makes sense to you because you made it. But right, like you, and
0: you're filling in gaps maybe in your head that didn't make it into the work.
1: Right, I mean, you could even speak as a, a editor, or as a, a writer in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, is there any like, story that you've, you've written, and you're like, oh, well, right, so that made sense. And you hand it to your editor, and you're like, what even building are you what right. museum did you even <laughs> go to did, you, yeah you yeah. forgot to write the name of the museum or you know something silly yeah. that you did give the context to Con, yeah. finding your own context yeah that you can give to somebody else is really hard to do
0: yeah so that is i think that's kind of how you can have the confidence even if you're not even if you tend to be insecure um not anyone specific um, is to know that you're in the hands of a good editor or a trusted feedback friend or whatever. Because there are... I would say, I'm writing some stuff right now that I'm going through several drafts and there's several stages in the draft and giving myself that process has actually freed me up a lot for not all of it has to be good all at once. There's the the... Outline stage, and then there's the fleshed out outline stage, and then there's the rough draft stage, and then there's the first real draft stage, and so on. So each one of these, the object is just to get the words on the paper. But I can tell you there are bits already, even even in the first outline, where I'm like, that's something that, and I feel like it makes me smile, it makes me laugh, or there, there's just something like I can feel. The satisfaction, and I guess maybe maybe I am a Steely Dan that <laughs> even <laughs> even if I can't put, I mean the whole, the whole act of writing is putting the ideas in my head into words on the paper, and I think that satisfaction that that satisfied feeling is I've I've hit something that's super close, if not exactly expresses like. What's banging around in my head? Um, well, you you've
1: had the years. Which I uh, just decided right now that's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> Put a flag in the ground. <laughs> the um, you've got the experience because um, you also you edited your other co. Yeah, I had I had
0: writers who worked for me who I edited there Yeah, and, I'm and, not a good editor by the way. Sorry,
1: guys. But uh, and myself working in the paper too. I have uh, enough of, of experience around editors to to. To look at these things. So we both have each other. Yeah. And you are a music critic. So you can listen to the music and say like, well, I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. Um, And for all around. And a lot of people don't have that. It, to get back to the YouTube world, that mm. you, it might just be one person sitting there by themselves making a thing. And like, not even, maybe even hoping. Just thinking like, this is it. And right. then they put it out. Right. And you're like, this is... I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm looking at or listening to.
0: Well, that the scariest of all thoughts to me is that I will do my best and that it won't be good. Of course. That's horrifying. The
1: worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> if what I think is great is not great at all.
1: Um, and sometimes even like if it's just good enough, is it fine? Would, would, yeah. would somebody look at it and be like, Completely unremarkable. I don't hate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might
1: even be worse than, than I can't stand this mess that you've made.
0: And I think you know, like I was just saying about having multiple drafts. While you're working, it's unreasonable to expect it's all going to be great. You have to take chances. You have to. You have to maybe work through some stuff that's boring. Um. So there is. It being, it, it not succeeding during the process doesn't mean that it's not eventually going to get there.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of failure that has to, I mean, because you're learning. If you're doing anything... But the fear
0: is that you put it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's still not there.
1: Right. Um, yeah, and you actually, as your own editor, you have to figure out, is it worth putting out? Or do I just stop the whole process and, and yeah. scrap it and start again? But the the process of being in the middle of it is multiple times that you're going to stop and be like well i've gone down the wrong path yeah like this good control z control z control <laughs> z control z again yeah. and let's start over with this pass
0: yeah well and i would say the willingness to abandon something isn't that isn't working um is huge because we we've had stuff that like it's like it's Maybe it's a joke that makes me laugh, but doesn't fit in the with the rest of what's going on or it undermines what's going on or it interrupts the flow and so we have you know you have to cut that out if it's if it's like okay but it's not helping then it has to go and it's hard and I do you know we save we save those bits and i s when in writing i when I cut stuff out i do like I have a folder where I have Castoffs that like maybe will find life somewhere else because it's sad it, it's it's an idea that you had that just doesn't go there um and, but taking it out makes it better so you have to you have to
1: sometimes they'll they'll even even be the most sad is that they don't belong anywhere but it's like a good idea yeah. like and it's just you've and that's, got, what, that's what twitter is for yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you've got one riff you've got one sentence you've what got one guitar line that you're just like, that is so cool. We were just saying, I can only imagine, it, it's amazing that Jethro Toll's Aqualung became a song. Yeah. Because beyond <laughs> doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, it's a different song in there. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's not a riff that leads to anything but itself.
1: Right, right back into itself. Put put that on Twitter, Ian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but don't he didn't he, did he, he didn't knew, he it knew it when in the song
1: yeah it, sometimes you can force it into something and and it, of course it'll work like that other times it becomes the b-side on the back of a b-side that you know right. only the hot, most hardcore fan has ever heard yeah it becomes a sketch in the back of the book that yeah you is endearing but foolish yeah
0: but I think that's the key for appreciating other people's art is when they do make choices that you wouldn't have made. That's why they made that art and you didn't make that that's art. That's
1: totally exciting. That's um, where you get the inspiration. And then,
0: for then so, so for yourself, I, I guess you just have to like trust yourself. What? <laughs> is that the conclusion? How do you know your work is good? Trust yourself. <laughs> Except when you shouldn't. Except when yeah, it's bad. You
1: know when you're being dumb.
0: But <laughs> you can, you can feel. You can feel when it's good. You can feel when it's going good and then have, a, have an editor look at it. I would say Peter is very helpful. He's given me some suggestions that I wouldn't have thought of. But when I follow them, usually they're right. And, of course, I can say, like, no, you didn't get it. Um, well, what are
1: the but things? if
0: he doesn't get it, there is something that's wrong.
1: Yeah, the, one of the, by having somebody, even if it's not an editor.
0: So even if like you bring an issue up and we, I choose to go a different direction than your suggestion. Right. Just the feedback of like, this this here isn't working.
1: Not being an actual trained editor, I basically my feedback tends to be like, did I get lost, confused, or bored? Right. That's a pretty good cue that there's something's (laughs) not getting through. Yeah. yeah. However you correct whatever that problem is, is it it a whole different can of worms. Mm -hmm. But you can tell if you've you've lost track for whatever reason, then that's when you know there's a problem. Editors are trained to do that. They're like, that part's boring.
0: Right. (laughs) That's why
1: they always tend to be such the enemy jerks.
0: Right. Well...
1: But they're so yeah. needed. Yeah. I,
0: I, I think that's a fabri- Hollywood fabrication. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's the J. Jonah writers, Jameson. Writers love their editors, if they have a good one. Right. Because you, you could have a bad editor. You, or, oh, yeah. Or one that just doesn't work for you. Or
1: but, uh, even a good one is the one that's that's going to be harsh to your work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're not all J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah.
0: But anyway, I like to imagine... Using that process to make something that sounds like <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I think, done. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, so you can look at some people like uh, like bands like Sonic Youth.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: can have perfectly good sloshy pop rock albums, and then they'll come out with like five albums of of just noise. Yeah, and there's form to that noise of some some way. It's. I mean, again, if you were talking YouTube, they should have a. They should have two channels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Their output is confusing the audience. Um, which I guess part of that to, to reopen the discussion. Um, it's not. What makes that work is the same as for non-abstract. Is the commitment. If you're if you're just fooling around, you're just fooling around. That's fine. But if you're serious about it, then record it. See what happens.
1: You can see it in, in like, a, a, how a child plays. If a child is just, like, throwing stuff around and experimenting and throwing, you know, sand at a dump truck, like, the, trying to figure something out, and maybe that's all that is. Yeah. But if that kid has actually figured out to put the sand in the dump truck and then move it to another place and build a, a castle, Yeah. like, that kid's found something to be committed to
0: right right
1: that's the same way in, in any kind of creation like am I just doing this to pass the time and have fun yeah or am I actually like learning something that might be a skill that I would like to see have a fruition
0: yeah well like Pete Holmes is a comedian um who's okay but he has a good podcast or an interesting podcast <laughs> anyway Sorry, he Pete Holmes he <laughs> does not need my approval um, he is married to a woman who is not a comedian, um, but who he says is is very funny in her personal life. And so he likes to say, you know, the, the difference between me and her is that I write my stuff down. When I say a funny thing in life, I just write it down and then I work on it and then it's part of my act. And if she says a funny thing in her life, that is just in the moment and it's, and it's gone. Um... Which I think is, like, that's, that might be the difference. I, like, I if you if you are making weird noises just to make weird noises while you're hanging out and, you know, whatever, then that's fu- That's your fun time that you're having right now. And if you record those noises and think about what you want to do with them, then it's art.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I begin to go back to somebody like Captain Beefheart, a lot of people will listen to it and be like, Who let this person in a studio? They're just throwing things around. (laughs) Yeah. But famously, he is, uh, uh, you know, uh, some kind of uh, super control agent in the studio was, and telling people exactly what notes to hit when.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're listening to it, you're like, you don't even know how to read music. What are you... What, how do you know what the the, the notation for this is? Yeah, we're telling a drummer how to hit the drums without using symbols or right. Like, right. Here's exactly how you have to drum, but you don't know how to drum. But he knows exactly what he wants. So right,
0: because he he has well, conceived he has the whole it thing. In his head. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's not by accident. Yeah. He didn't just throw a, a baseball at the drum set, like he. Has planned exactly what he wants, and then got a technician to do exactly what he
0: wants. Right, which we previously said is not how that works, but <laughs> that's how that's how you know your art is good. It either matches your vision or it doesn't match your vision, and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on. Art? What the hell? Let's go on to commentary is next. Okay, so we put out two videos this week. Um, don't change your pants and. Don't change your pants? Don't change your pants. Isn't that it? Uh, is
1: that don't next change week? your clothes.
0: Yeah, don't change your clothes.
1: Oh. It's.
0: <laughs> All week that's been reminding me of the Ben Fold song. <laughs> don't change your plans for me. Um, <laughs> but it's Don't Change Your Clothes and uh, Peanut Butter Taste Test. So let's talk about Don't Change Your Clothes. First, that's our brand new one in our giraffe vlog of the week. And I would say we're kind of getting into a groove workflow-wise of how these work. I kind of, like I, I think I talked about this last week too, I take notes throughout the week of little ideas I have about story, segments, whatever. And then Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, we sit down and film it. And then Peter does his thing, um, but I want to talk a little more about that. My thing? Your thing. Um, we have, or Peter has, because he looks at the analytics more than me, um, discovered that the best, the best thing to do when making videos, and this is not new, um, you have to change what's happening on screen every couple of seconds. It's like a remarkably short period of time, like five to seven seconds. Is that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Usually like around seven seconds is where the the eye starts to wander away. It gets used to what it's seeing, and then even if it's just a simple shift of a camera, yeah. Um, your brain has to like stop for a second and uh, rediscover where where what it's looking at. So people that have figured out. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's probably in film and TV, especially since the MTV jump cut era. Mm-hmm. But on YouTube now, it's enough where even beginners know that, like, I have to keep scrambling your brain to keep you interested. Right. If, if I'm going to keep talking, I'm going to have to keep changing the camera angles as fast yeah. as possible. And
0: it can be as indelicate as just scrambling your brain, or you can have some art to it. Yeah. Um, and so that's a challenge for us because we are... The draft is a single camera talking head in front of a non-changing backdrop so what peter does is he finds additional imagery to stick on the side which either comes from our library because as we talked about last week we have a big library of video of all kinds of stuff from kids eating popcorn to old men rowing boats um or some stuff like this week we went out and specifically filmed me in the giraffe costume wearing the same shirt in different situations so that we could play that joke out that the giraffe wears the shirt all the time. Um, and what I like that I noticed this week is that you kind of have a comic book panel structure to what you're mm-hmm. um, putting together.
1: Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a handy way to try to move stories along um, with single images. We don't have that much to play with. Uh, one of the things in the vlogging world that you use is you walking down the street, or you interviewing somebody, or maybe just taking the camera around your house and showing people your couch or whatever it is that you know, a vlogger would do to be to make themselves interesting. Um, if at, and at the best, if you are a really good storyteller, maybe you can just sit, you know, on the ed- edge of your bed mm-hmm. and sit and tell a, a great story. Which is just, you know, basically a podcast with a face.
0: Right, and I would guess, because we do, you put that on in the background and go do other stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I listen listen to slash watch those all day long while I work. And yeah, it's just something on in the background to, to listen to. Um, and not necessarily something, something to watch. But we're trying to make something that you would watch as a vlog without it make crossing over that fine line of like when does a vlog actually become some some kind of loose personal uh documentary of some kind? Yeah. <laughs> like wh- when when does it go from you telling me a story with your face to you going across town to go to a restaurant that you've never tried before to Which
0: try, in you know, in the past is how we tried to solve that, is that we we took the camera outside, we told the story while walking, we Had added locations,
1: you go find a friend, and
0: and it just as we've said in the past, that wasn't a sustainable amount of work for us to do for a five minute podcast to have like 40 hours of production every week. Yeah,
1: and it's certainly that's where it it halts a lot of people. If if the YouTube algorithm is telling you that you know you need to come out with at least one piece of work a week to keep people interested in you, then.
0: And then it's also telling you via the audience retention because it tells you how many people are watching at this second and how many people are watching at this second. Yeah. Um,
1: if you if you went out into the world and, and bought ice cream and sat there and ate it and told us what it tasted like for 20 minutes and somebody watches one minute, like, well, you've just wasted everybody's time, essentially, at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And so you need to find the amount of time that you can come up with something interesting. And then there's also, like for us in particular, the telling people what our life is like in China, I mean, there's enough people that are telling us, and we've already done it too, of how do you take a taxi or how do you go to a hotel or something like that. Like, there's plenty of people doing that and it doesn't interest us, so let somebody else do that and we'll try to find out another way to tell stories in a blog style. I
0: think what's... What's interesting and I would say remarkable about the way that you approach this is it's not just like because plenty of people and the, the evening news does this is they have a square up here where action happens and I think with this kind of comic book panel co- composition even the very shapes themselves on the screen are like establishing a visual hierarchy that's interesting. Or, like, if it's just my face repeated over and over, it's got, like, a very Andy Warhol kind of repetition to it, rather than just, like, well, I know I need to put something up here, so here's movement, here's movement, five seconds later, here's more movement.
1: Yeah, even if it's just a stagnant picture that helps tell the story better. Um, oh, and, and sometimes, like, the few times that we've used, used animation, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a character's face that eyes might move around but you try to give it some kind of you know uh the it's interacting with your story or something like that yeah. just to add a little bit of context but to that what you're that to even do. the
0: the composition of the shot can interact in a way that makes it more visually interesting than if you had like 17 different images of like pandas or something <laughs>
1: Or if it was a bunch of jump cuts of you doing a voiceover.
0: Right, right.
1: Then you could you could do it that way too. Um, but,
0: but this is a way to kind of make a lot with very little, I yeah. would say.
1: And also, um, from the practical sense, is that so if you sit down and tell a story, or a series of stories over 5 to 10 minutes, mm-hmm. then we have to look at what you've said, since it's not necessarily fully scripted, we have to look at that and say, um, come up with different ways to illustrate it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, some of it is stuff we might already have in our library. Some of it's something that we can just grab a camera and and illustrate yeah. it in a different way. So, or so yes, yeah, some of it's something I can draw. Some of it's something I can do with the soundtrack, and all to give. Uh, a, a bigger, you know, 3D scope of a talking head story.
0: Yeah, so I, I would say that these giraffe bits are getting very, very dense mm-hmm. um, for what they are. It's just a nervous girl saying what happened to her that week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> like, which I'm pretty proud of.
1: Right, it, it, it's essentially like one segment is a whole video. Here's what I bought this week and got in the mail. And. People love those. They love yeah. un- unpacking uh, videos. and
0: um, So let's make fun of them. <laughs> yeah, make fun of them,
1: but also have fun with it too because we are happy with the thing we bought. And, yeah, yeah. And no, some...
0: these are real things that we bought. And yeah. They
1: are... We're just, we're not necessarily... It's not some kind of satire. Uh, no happens, on... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> But it is sort of like silly that people sit around... Looking at what other people bought, but if they were your friend, and your friend you were sitting at a friend's house and a package came, of course you'd all sit around the package and go, like, what'd you get?
0: Yeah. yeah. So. So
1: trying to find different ways to make that more interesting, uh, as as we say in the news business, pushing the story forward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, so that's, there's there's more to come even on that. But I'm, I'm pretty proud of how the draft pieces are developing from something that was a one-off joke into like, this is our primary output until um, something else is ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about the other video this week, which was...
1: China Needs Peanut Butter.
0: Right, yes. So this was a video we made last year. And the conception of this was again for real. Like, I love peanut butter, and I was buying a lot of peanut butter on Taobao. And as I say in the video, the supermarkets have peanut butter here, but sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not so good. And the one that we live by right now currently does not stock a peanut butter that I like, so we buy a peanut butter on Taobao. And
1: they have like a, a nut. Like a, a sesame kind of like nut. Yeah, they nut. have like
0: a sesame paste butter. But it, and, that's
1: not actually like peanut butter. And then sometimes a bigger store might get in like a knockoff Skippy or something like that. But yeah, that's, yeah. You know, and sometimes
0: make, for a while, someone had real Skippy.
1: Yeah, they, it comes in, and you know whatever falls off the boat yeah, has come yeah. its way here. Because
0: as I again I say this in the video, there are Asian cuisines that use peanut butter like Thai. Sate sauce. Sauté sauce. sate sauce. Yeah, fairly
1: common um, at your more upscale hot but pot. But
0: Chinese cuisine, except for in hot pot flavoring, or Sichuan cuisine anyway, that we don't see a lot of peanut butter. Um, mm. And it's like the kids aren't eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They're having liver and, and blood soup. <laughs> um, oh, and currently, I do want to say... We buy Pix peanut butter, P-I-C apostrophe S, from New Zealand, and it's the best. If you come across this in your life...
1: Fully endorsed.
0: Oh, not paid, this freely given, we we go through like a jar a week. It's so good. Um, but this was discovered... <laughs> we paid them to eat it. Yeah, we paid them to eat it. <laughs> this was discovered after we made this video, so there's different peanut butters in the video. <laughs> 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 Just so you're prepared.
1: This is how much you like peanut butter.
0: Yeah. This, but the genesis of this was that it was going to be a taste test of these three different videos, three different peanut butters. And kind of the joke was, because they're all from different countries and sold in, like, in different, they're made in different countries and sold in different countries, um, they all have different units. Like, their, their nutrition label it was all different. Do you know what I mean? Am I I explaining anything? Um, It's like not important, but to me, I thought it was funny to compare these peanut butters and then be like, well, 100 grams of this is 4,000 kilocalories. And 20 grams of this is 100 calories. I don't know what's the difference. You do the math. And like maybe maybe that's an example of like, is that good? No. <laughs> so we went in a different direction. But it was, it did kind of... What I was going for was like a demented cooking show. Explainer. If you've ever seen the, the spoof science show, Look Around You. Um, that was kind of what I was going for. And I think we achieved.
1: It's got some of the flavor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey! And then we were plagued by issues in that I wanted to put it all on celery... Because, um, as Peter pointed out, the color contrast between the brown and the green was nice, and then the crunch would be nice on audio. And it's also my favorite. It's delicious. Um, but our supermarket did not stock fat. I don't know if it's American celery, Western celery. Because mm-hmm. Chi- there is something called Chinese celery, which is delicious in a, in a stir-fry dish or whatever. Um, we, we
1: show all of this in the video. Go watch the video. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> but Chinese celery is kind of smaller and weedier and more bitter. Um, but the, uh, the store just did not have American celery. Um, so we expanded the concept to include my obsession with street fruit, which, like, kind of doesn't go. I'll admit it. Um,
1: well, it, we, we, it, it, this is where it starts to wander down a path of, like, how far out can you actually tell a story, it, it turned into... And you talk about uh, a bit about bread, too, and you talk about buying groceries, fruits and vegetables... and yeah, ...in mainstream, yeah. in in farmers' markets, and on the streets. So the story expanded from, like, hey, let's try some peanut butter.
0: Yeah, and this was still in the period where we were, like, trying to make the longest videos we could, because that was...
1: What YouTube what told YouTube
0: you to wants. Do. <laughs> So it was... I will, I will fully admit... It's a concept that maybe doesn't hang together totally and is shoehorned into each other, but is also, I think, the way we put it together, really, really funny and weird. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it starts... It has its own... This it. kicks off like a period of a weird couple of videos, <laughs> I think.
1: It, it's, an, it's an aesthetic of yeah. sorts that is not necessarily educational, but... which
0: not... Which, from retrospect is also maybe reflective of the stresses that we were putting ourselves under and that we were like pushing ourselves down a path that we weren 't quite sure of
1: yeah a lot of uh, to to be viable in a mainstream way you 've got to find some like what service are you are you giving to the people to the public if if you take out like everything like uh, just from a mainstream way, like, what are you giving me? I, I don't care about entertainment. Like, let's yeah. say I, it's, it's subjective to whether it's the laugh or Yeah, what, what value feel. are you adding? Yeah, and so a lot of things, that's why so much of YouTube is how-to. How do I knit? How do I build a house? How do yeah. I play guitar? That's why that stuff is so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is pushing you to what value are you giving the viewer?
0: And we, we were kind of at odds with that in that we wanted to tell these stories about China, but then all the conventional wisdom said, like, we'll do it in a how-to way. Do it in a way where you're explaining Chinese culture. And, like, I feel definitely not qualified. I can tell you my stories about living in China, but I do not claim to know China if you, if, and and uh, tell you the definitive version of what yeah. China is.
1: I your, also
0: don't claim to know that about America. I or, claim no definitiveness about anything. Or that's, about peanuts. Yeah. If or you, about peanut if, butter. If, yeah.
1: If, if this was your your what you really were passionate about, we would have found some kind of peanut far- farmer within like a hundred mile radius of here. Went to their farm. Yeah, we, we'd
0: have a peanut butter channel.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not a five-minute show that we're going to put out once every week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that
1: once that this is... Or is this, it? this week is peanut butter. Next week is, you know, peppercorn spice or something like... We're just not that committed to it. And we don't well, know that, about, I mean, about
0: it. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's... We were internally feeling the pull of, like, we know what we should do, but we're getting... Farther and farther away from where we meant to end up.
1: Right, and like, like not,
0: and like I'm not putting. I liked making this video. I yeah, think yeah. it's a good weird video, and well, I. Well, we made it our own, and it's definitely not any kind of commercial anything. Well,
1: <laughs> what you're looking at is like if if you're doing it for. I mean, how many people? If you're talking about, let's say, the passion was for a local Sichuan peanut. What what does that peanut do?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: first of all, you better love that peanut to bits. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what's your audience for Sichuan peanuts? Right. I mean, right. there there's you know a small amount of people on the planet that are going to be like that's the channel for me. Yeah. So, well So, <laughs> what what you spending that much time working on it, it doesn't do anybody any good. Like it be, it better do a lot of good for
0: you yeah 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 the the motivation your motivation has to be internal for that and i i think that's also part of the process at the time like when we started youtube on this was this was last summer because mm. I, I remember it being, like, insanely hot when I went to... The video
1: starts off with, you, you have to come in... Five. Oh, that's
0: right, that's right. And I was literally sweating from being on the balcony, yeah, like, for, for two second. seconds. So it was definitely, like, June or July. So that's def- That's when we were... Okay, I've situated myself. <laughs> so, when we started YouTube last January, December, um, it was an open plan, just, like, do 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 experimental stuff every week, see what works. And I think by summer, we didn't know it yet, but the experiment was wrapping up and we were about to, like, really come into some definitions for ourselves. So we were creatively, and again, like, I'm glad we did this work and I'm glad we went through this, but that there was, like, tension between what we thought we should be doing and what we, what skills we were like, we can do this! But, like, do we want to do this kind of thing? Right. Would you say that's... Yeah,
1: we we worked for so long, for so many years, separately and together, in newspaper world, where we know how to research a story and tell a story. Yeah. And so we figured, well, I guess that's what we should do. Yeah. And after a good handful of months or so, we realized that we left that world because we didn't like, doing that. Right. And even if we could get good at doing it this way, um, there's already a whole bunch of people out there that tell you all these basic things of how to get by to China. If you want to move to China, all the way from how do you get a visa to how do you get a taxi cab and how do you buy fruit. Right. Like, these, there's plenty of people out there telling those stories and we don't enjoy telling them ourselves.
0: Right, and the uh, the so this was like not an attempt to explain what peanut butter is, <laughs> which is like the conventional. But we did like sort we, of, we, we, but we did sort it, of turn it into how do you it buy fruit peanut butter taste test because that's like a thing that people look for, and yeah, I guess there is a how to buy fruit, but like the 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 heart of the video was this absurdist idea of like. Why do you want to watch me eat peanut butter?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're questioning the, the motives of, of a of a YouTube audience that is yeah. popular I wanna watch each watch people eat. So in that sense there's a bit of satire. But it's yeah, also our yeah. fascination with why are people doing this?
0: But I and I and I think what works about it is I mean, I love, my script is very funny. But I think that <laughs> the the way you edit it it. Edit, 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 um Kind of shows through that alienation that we were feeling. Um, mm. If that's like not too heavy for a video about peanut butter, <laughs> but like different. Like,
1: well, you are very passionate about peanut butter in some I mean, way, as shape, you, or form. As this is the, a true
0: passion. <laughs> yeah, as to
1: how it's picked, grounded up, and sent to you from, from wherever. Where was it from? New Zealand.
0: Oh, the, the one that we have. <laughs> New Zealand, but with Australian peanuts, is um, according to the jar. So you did
1: that research, and you researched the back of well, the the label. For like,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, you could just give somebody the email address in a blog and say, if you're interested in peanut butter,
0: because but will make, uh,
1: make you watch a 17-minute long video <laughs> on it.
0: I need you to know that I could do that math myself. I know <laughs> how to convert units, and I know how to cross-multiply, and I, I could do that. I need you to know I could do that math. Which is but a- I like the idea of presenting you with non, non-equivalent non units and then asking you to make an absurd comparison.
1: Which um, is what I think a lot of people have... When you're asked to, if you're going to be on YouTube, give us some kind of quality, tell us how to do a certain thing, they're... That, is a, a creator's motivation of like, I know how to do that one thing, and I think I know it, it better. I, I want to show you that I can do the math. Right. There's a danger in that, though, because then it becomes a little ma- maniacal of how yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you every piece of peanut math you've yeah. ever seen, and if you even tell me that I'm wrong, yeah. I'm going to launch an entire war on yeah, Twitter yeah, against yeah, you. Yeah.
0: Which is why the whole premise of the giraffe now is a complete... Inexpertise expertise, and a very tenuous grasp on um, confidence. Yeah, at what <laughs> point do you... Do you well, just not, wanna... not reality. It's, I mean, giraffe is real, um, but giraffe is not confident, and giraffe does not want to explain anything to anybody.
1: Right. What At what point are you just telling the story of who you are, or what you do, or something that you found funny, looking to entertain more than I'm trying to teach you... You know, yeah, I keep telling you. Uh, these are the things that I'm telling you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these are the things that I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is because I spend all day telling kids, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is um, this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm an expert in English. I'm not just because I'm a native speaker. I'm also, I'm good at, I'm good at English grammar. I'm good at conveying how all that works. Um, I'm a good teacher, you should come take my class. <laughs> but I also, like, I, that's not the mode of interaction. I'm not, I didn't get put on this earth. Well, you're a to, teacher at work.
1: You don't me. want to be a teacher for fun at home.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Is Yeah, like, I, I don't enjoy lecturing. And in fact, the parts of my class that I like the best are the interactive classes, uh, interactive parts of class. And, and that's, um, I mean, that's what this is a whole different discussion about teaching, <laughs> that lecturing has fallen out of favor, even if rote memorization is still a big part of Chinese education. The parts I like the best is where the kids are driving their own learning, and I am there to facilitate that. And so I would say I would about face totally and say that's what I like to do in my videos. I'm not going to lecture you anything, but I'll bring you along my, on my journey. I'll show you what I see.
1: That's the giraffe's way.
0: That's that's the giraffe's way. <laughs> the way of the giraffe. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, let's bring it home with Watch it.
1: Watch it. Watch it.
0: Watch it. Okay, so we didn't see anything that like totally blew us away this week, but we did have two returning sitcoms that we like for different reasons. So we're going to say watch it to AP Bio, which is a network, ABC? Sure. A network sitcom with Glenn Howerton, who used to be on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's playing a less dirtbag version of Dennis, if you are familiar with that show. But still, like, pretty... From what show? uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh Uh-huh. Um... He's still dirtbag. He's just not like so quite so vile as FX can get away with. Um, But he's he's a he's an AP bio teacher who doesn't want to be an AP bio teacher. But the real thing that we enjoy about that show is the cast of kids in his class who totally are trying to trick him into teaching them how to learn stuff.
1: To um, almost no avail.
0: Yeah, so he's he's pretty dug in his heels that he's not going to teach anything. Um, but it's it's a total. I don't know how it's a Wes Anderson knockoff because this is not a subject that Wes Anderson would approach. Mm. But there's something so Wes Anderson. I, I guess well, it's, it's filmed like that way the color over, palette is the color palette and overachieving kids. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Are what give me that vibe. And I, I enjoy that. And
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, like, if you want a little bit more of that, even if it's a knockoff, it's a, it's a genre we enjoy. Yeah. So we're going to watch even a knockoff. Of and it, the and flip
0: script of, of adults being irresponsible and children being responsible.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've got, uh, what's his name, as the the bumbling princi- principal. Oh, Patton
0: Oswalt. Patton Oswald.
1: Yeah. So there's multiple... Mainstream, but the underbelly of mainstream going on. Yeah. They're not like yeah. A-listers, but yeah. they're, you know.
0: And I wouldn't say it's a hilarious show, but it is quite funny.
1: There's moments, the, the kids have some... Yeah. Wonderful deliveries of their I mean, yeah. not necessarily the lines themselves. My but.
0: favorite is the butcher's daughter with the glasses. It yeah. just is like she's totally bought in, which is something I love in a comedy, is the character who's totally bought in to the insanity and just like rolls with whatever punches and just goes with it.
1: Well, I would um, say being that I'm not a, a fan yeah. of, of this Glenn fellow from Sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <laughs> this season, just from a first for the point of the first episode um i'm liking it better because he's a hundred percent into not teaching mm. it, it, it isn't something that he's trying to get away with if, yeah they've if, just dismissed the yeah, whole premise of, he's, like, he's with with all exuberance has decided like this is the 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 year that he's just not going to do anything yeah. except for <laughs> stuff for himself and he's going to bring the kids along on a wonderful ride of Screwing around
0: because I the first season I read reviews that were like nitpicking about like no class no AP class would get away with blah 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 like <laughs> so this they've done something that's changed the balance of reality to like yeah of course of course a teacher would not get away with teaching and not teaching an AP class of course those kids would do something
1: which is concerning. so.
0: We're just gonna dispense with the that reality. Altogether. This
1: brings it even more into a Wes Anderson kind of yeah route, yeah. Where like I I mean you you always want to think that like from like stories of like Community or something that like you've got a writer's view of where the story's gonna go and then you've got executives that are saying like well but like yeah tidy that up so it makes sense for normal people
0: right yeah but this is not a real school yeah they don't have. <laughs> A superintendent that's going to come and and shut down their funding or whatever a superintendent does <laughs> yeah. like no one's no one's going to get in trouble in a meaningful way they're going to get in trouble in a in a wacky reality sitcom way
1: and that makes makes it a lot more enjoyable just from a first episode yeah i mean i I wouldn't be interested in talking about it if it was about last the first season, but mm-hmm. the interest of in one episode something is.
0: They've definitely tweaked the formula to to the so the balance of reality is, is serves the story better, I think.
1: And it makes it less malicious too, because yeah, before it yeah. felt like he is being a creep to these children in a way that's just really uncomfortable. Right, now right. Now he's just like blatantly telling these kids like, you know, I know you kids want to study, mm-hmm. but here's how we're gonna make my life better. I gotta find a wife, you're gonna help me.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, him just being honest about his creepiness has taken away a lot of the creepiness. So now it's set up for more of a let's go well, on a fun weird he, ride. Yeah,
0: he has relationships with the kids on an individual level that, rather than just being teacher versus students, mm. which was I would say a weakness of last season. Yeah. Now he like relates in the, in the head of the class. So we'll be interested to see where that goes. Second time we've mentioned head of the class, I believe. On this, (laughs) Uncle says. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And our other returning favorite show.
1: Definitely a favorite.
0: um, Better Things, which is comedian Paula Alden. Alden. Yeah, Um, her kind of semi-autobiographical. It's not even a sitcom, really. It's.
1: Mm, uh, Yeah, it's somewhere in between. I mean a, a half hour format. Yeah. It's not quite a drama, it's not quite a comedy.
0: And it, it's it's just stories about her life as a single mother raising three kids um
1: as an actress who's grown up since a child. Yeah. Never actually having big parts, but Yeah. I mean you enough.
0: you've heard her voice at least. She's a least. huge voice actor in everything. She's and the she, voice of the baby Howard and Bernadette's baby on Big Bang Theory. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> she's she's like everything. <laughs> All the way um, to the
1: point of like she was like the main bad guy in Saw Two.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so she's been in everything. Yeah, that's kind yeah. Of so
0: you've you've definitely heard her voice, and the, and then the the show, Sam is her name in the show, um, is also a, a working actor, not necessarily. Not struggling, but not, like, big time. She's just, she's a working actor.
1: She has a big house. She, she yeah. She takes care of her three kids? Two kids? Yeah, three kids. Three kids and um, her mother. Um, yeah. So she gets by, but, yeah. like, the, the yeah, the, the a, a, a single woman trying to have a, a household.
0: Yeah, of, and uh, she has a very complex relationship with her daughters. And her mother. And her mother. Um,
1: and her ex-husband. And all of her friends but uh, yeah,
0: but i would <laughs> I would say that the female relationships the female familial relationships are the focus of the show. I mean she's a spiky person all around, but i would I would say loving loving her family even when it's hard is is pretty much what I would say the show's about
1: yeah uh, it's um it's it's very detailed um personal ups and downs i mean and it kind of makes it hard to describe of like. It's just kind of her her life. Sometimes yeah, she yeah. has a job, sometimes she's things are great with her kids. Sometimes they're really terrifying. Or, I mean, Some
0: sometimes there's a plot. Sometimes there's, there's not. Isn't. Sometimes there's continuity between episodes. Sometimes there's not. Um, sometimes
1: it's just like a, a colorful panache of images or.
0: Yeah, and this is, I think, what puts it over the top. Like, the writing is beautiful, the stories are very special and different from what else is on TV. But, and I think this has to come from her herself because it's her show. The The detail to the artwork she has on the walls mm-hmm. in her home, to, like, the music that they go out and listen to as as part of a scene, like, that she's someone who deeply appreciates and loves art and yeah, her, has found a way to cram it into every bit of...
1: Her, her character is obviously pulled from herself because yeah. there's details in the music and the art that she puts into it. Uh, cram is the perfect word in that yeah. every <laughs> inch of the wall of her house is filled yeah, with art She's got like that
0: salon, um, art salon, not hair salon, <laughs> of, of like Everything jumbled
1: framed pictures yeah. like every inch of the like you can't yeah. see walls and yeah. they're all amazing works too. yeah yeah. Um,
0: um.
1: so there's there's um, a statement yeah. in the kind of person that, that she I is. would say it's,
0: it's just a very incredibly thoughtful show
1: and progressive in, in the way of like different kinds of problems of, that kids have today that she as a cool mom has problems with, or is, yeah. doesn't have problems with, but wants to understand. But
0: right, right,
1: you know, sometimes can't. But it's always about trying to do the best. Mm-hmm. It's a very wholesome show yeah. in a very subversive way.
0: Well, yeah, because it's it's wholesome, but she also has like the huge potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and it's it's a show that's funny, but is also, like, sometimes an emotional wallop to watch. Sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely
1: not a, a throw it on and, yeah. like, let's have it fun. AP
0: Bio, you could just put it on and, like, it's not going to trouble you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to make you think.
1: Yeah, th- this is, like, if you have a ch- one choice, if you're sitting down to a couple shows for an evening, like, you only have one of these shows. You yeah. don't want to stick this on with something else that, like... You, you, you need well, What what we watched big bang theory after it
0: right <laughs> we, we need
1: we need something before you go to bed before you lay your head yeah. down to a pillow to be like oh boy
0: <laughs> yeah um
1: highly recommended
0: yeah so those are t- tv in general returning tv for the spring um but those two shows in particular we we like
1: and we just watched
0: and we just watched um Which I guess brings us to our goodbyes. So let me say noodles to you.